0: Good evening everybody, this is Melinda with the International Women's Motorsports Association and you're listening to Women's Motorsports Network Live. Um, Tonight our guest is a familiar name to a lot of you, Jessica is uh, a photographer and so much more, Uh, she works at Berlin Raceway and she does a ton of other things, I couldn't even begin to tell you what all she does. So we're going to get started here, I think, right away with her. I think she's on the line, and then we'll do some housekeeping things at the end. Jessica, are you there? She is not. She'll be here in just a second. Okay, that's all right. Um, Drew will patch her in when she calls in. So um, the Women's Motorsports Network uh, next week is going to change its name just a little bit. Uh, we're going to combine our show on the Twist Talk Network with Larry Richardson, Jason Seltzer, um, Woody, and Drew are going to move their Midwest Compact Turing Series radio show, which airs on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. They're going to also move to Twist Talk Radio. So um, the the three shows are all going to be produced and, and done on one network, which makes us all kind of a big, happy family, and we help each other out, which is great. Um, the other show, Twist Talk, show is on Wednesdays. I believe it starts at 7 o'clock as well. So put those times down. You'll be able, starting next week, to go to one location and find all three of these radio shows. And um, so we invite you to put that down on your calendar, listen in while you're um driving in the car from your phone or when you're at home turn us on and and listen starting next week we're going to be you're going to be able to see our faces we're going to be uh like facebook live so that's going to be fun you'll actually get to see the faces behind the names which i think is a good thing so um i think
1: jessica are you here now i am here how are you today
0: I'm good, Jessica. I think you and I are both running around crazy today, so I'm gonna, huh, I'm gonna take a breath, and I want you to take a breath, and we're just gonna chat a little bit about you and all the things that you do. You wear a lot of different hats, like so many people do, but you're usually kind of behind the scenes. So tonight, I want to let you tell us a little bit about yourself and all the all the jobs that you do. Because um, I know there's a lot of them, so I'm gonna just have you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you do, and um, then tell us about uh, what you're involved in, at, both at Berlin and with the Midwest Compact Touring Series.
1: Okay. Well, I am. Well, I live in Walker. Um, I'm actually not too far from Berlin Raceway, which is great. Um, I spent about 12 years living in Howard City, and I was out in the middle of nowhere, far away from everything, and that's not a good place for a city girl to be. So, (laughs) No. No. Very, very happy to be back um, in the city again, and it's pretty handy being close to everything. Um, I do also work with Horvath Design, um, which does our trophies, and he's a huge help. He's um, about three minutes from my house, his office is, so I can hit his office and then hit Berlin and take care of all my racing business at once, which is really nice. That
0: is nice. To Um, be nice and close.
1: It is. I miss convenience so much. (laughs) (laughs) I I am a photographer. Um, I like to think, I was trying to come up with a different title the other day on Facebook and asked everybody to help me out because I look at so many messages about so many different questions. Anything from does Berlin want wheel wheelchairs are they going to cancel? <laughs> Just yeah. all these crazy random questions that a photographer doesn't generally know, but most usually I know the answer or I can mm-hmm. get it. So I like to think of myself as a concierge. I can help everybody with as much as possible.
0: Yeah. I sent you a message, I think, uh, a few days ago about something that probably the photographer really had nothing to know about. But see, you're the go-to girl for there, so uh, that's good.
1: <laughs> I am, and I, I mean, I like to help, and I do the best that I can um, with, you know, who's available and where everybody's at the past couple of days, and in terms of feeling this too, have been so crazy between, for me, with practice at Berlin and in the races, and Trying to get everything done, you always think you're prepared for racing season and you're ready to go, and then it's here. and You realize, no, I'm really not. <laughs> mm-hmm. so and you had a little
0: excitement, I-, I heard, at Berlin. I wasn't able to finally get up there, but um, I heard there was a, a little excitement that night at the first race.
1: We did. Um, well, there was a lot of excitement, actually. We gave our safety crew and our, our fire trucks a pretty good workout. But uh, I think the biggest one was Leroy Magoon, um, and his super late was um, qualifying, and he, he isn't really sure if he spun out or lost control or what happened, but he ended up backing into the wall, and we had a huge fire. I was actually just reading the Speed 51 article where he said that even the, the woods right outside the track had caught on fire.
0: Mm. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. That was scary.
1: It was very, very scary, and the way he was up against the wall, he had to come out the passenger side, and he said he just, army crawled the best way he could out, and it was just crazy. Yeah. It's not something we we like to see, and unfortunately, no. the rest of the night, it seemed like that spot happened to be a collecting point for race cars, or VROAs, there was about a six-car wreck with them, and... It was definitely a lot of racing going on but
0: Yeah, it sounds like boring. it. So I know you're the photographer at Berlin, but like you said, you kinda of get field a lot of questions. What other things do you do at Berlin then, maybe officially or unofficially?
1: Um they are a NASCAR home track. Um we are affiliated with NASCAR, so I do help them out with getting pictures to NASCAR Um, Usually that's the thing that happens more at the end of the season where they're asking for the champion photos and that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, my biggest project, and this has been going on for a little while, is I'm building driver profiles on their website for them, which will be information and sponsors about each of the drivers, and then I'll be able to put pictures with that and links to, to different pictures for them which I think will be great for our drivers to be able to share and show off their sponsors a little bit more and in a little bit of a different way, something we haven't had for a few years. But it's a pretty big undertaking. (laughs) Yeah, how many drivers
0: would you say you have to get on the website?
1: Um, i I'm not even sure a number. I know when they gave me the Sun Drive, there's about four pages per each driver, and there's 500 pages, or just over 500 pages. Mm. So. So 125 easily. Easily, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I know they have more for me, so.
0: <laughs> right, because there'll be new people, and you'll have to get those added as well. So that that is a big project, but what a great way for those drivers to get. little more not only notoriety but like you said they can tell their sponsors hey you know I've got a driver page on the the Berlin website you know you can send people there or he can that's just a great way to help them promote those marketing partners
1: absolutely I love that you know they'll get to do that and I hope that once everything is done it's something that we'll be able to continue for them and Really, my goal is to have a picture of the driver and have a picture of the race car, so fans can go out there and you know know a little bit better when they're we do autograph session or you know they can identify the drivers a little bit more mhm,
0: yeah, because obviously when they're in the car, they all look the same from <laughs> pretty much when you're in the stands. so I think that connection is important too because. If you know what they look like and you're a fan or even, you know, if you just go to the races all the time and you and, and you know what they look like, then you may see them out in public and say, hey, I cheered for you or whatever, and that means a lot to those drivers.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. That's for sure. Well, and even, you know, we always joke about how I'm a little bit shy and I like to stay behind the scenes, and I think that happens even a little bit at Berlin. There's still or has been, not necessarily anymore, but some drivers that I was a little bit intimidated by, and finally now I know a little bit more about them, that's definitely helped a lot, too. Mm hmm
0: Well, and also it helps, you know, uh, people can read on on your site and say, oh, he works here, my uncle works there, or he goes to church here, or or his kids go to school there, or whatever it is, you know, and it just Mm -hmm. gives those fans an even more connection to those drivers, so... That's our goal, isn't it, to let the fans feel connected to the drivers because the more they do, then the more they're going to come and sit and watch and maybe bring some friends, and that's really what it's all about. We've got to get people in the stands to watch the drivers, and if we don't have the people in the stands, then we're not going to have the drivers. So it's they have to work hand-in-hand.
1: Hand. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I also know, besides your roles at Berlin and with Horvath Designs, that you also are involved with the Midwest Compact Touring Series. Um, you know their radio show is on, as you know, right after this one. But you don't get to chat on there very much, or we don't get to find out a lot about what you do for them. So why don't you share with us all the jobs? I know you can't share all the jobs; those are too many. But uh, what are your your biggest role? or roles with uh, the Midwest Compact Turing Series.
1: Well, Drew says that my title is the Associate Director. Um, if you ask Woody, my title is Dream Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to, to help keep them on track and going towards our goal for Midwest and to have a good season. Sometimes they both have these great, big, huge, amazing ideas that are great, but I have to slow down a little bit And I think I kind of The person that tries to help them remember that And get them to slow down a little bit um, And I do anything that they need me to do From, you know, trying to help update the website And things on Facebook Or calling tracks Or whatever they need me to do I'm here to help And that's I don't think there's a really good definition. Just like you said, there's a lot of different things that I do. I'm just kind of the catch-all type person.
0: Again, just kind of like Berlin. Yeah, yeah, oh, let's ask Jessica. She'll know. That's kind of the thing I've heard him say over and over again. Oh, we'll ask Jessica. She'll know. So, I, I think you're the you're kind of the the central point that the two of them go to. It seems like, um, to maybe you're the one that keeps track of the things and keeps them organized cause, You know, both of those guys are big picture guys. They Mm -hmm. see the big picture, and then they're like, oh, let's do this, and then it's up to Jessica to figure it out. And so that's why you're the dream crusher.
1: (laughs) That's exactly it. They see this big, huge goal way down the line, and I have to try and kind of fill in, you know, okay, we're at point A. This is what we would need to do to get to point B. And they're both like, oh, come on. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But, you know, that's a a good thing because those kind of people work well together. You know, if you ever do any studies about what kind of people need to work together, it takes the, the big picture idea person and it takes the detail person. And working together, you'll get to those goals. And, you know, let's talk about Kalamazoo on Friday night. Okay, it's the first race for you guys. It's the first race at Kalamazoo Speedway. And how many drivers do you have registered?
1: Um, I think the last time I talked to Drew, we had 54.
0: Okay, 54 drivers. Who, If I'd have said to you three months ago that the first race at Kalamazoo, you'd have 54 drivers registered, what would you have said?
1: I would have been shocked. Right. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, the promotions they've done and you've done, the radio show and all the all the Facebook things, has really put Midwest Compact Turing Series out in front where people know it and they know about it. And um, the prize money is going to be really good at Berlin, or at, um, well, Berlin too, but at Kalamazoo on Friday. So why don't you share a little bit with our listeners? I know we're going to talk about it the next hour too, but just share a little bit about um, – What they're what they're going to win and about the women's um, prizes.
1: Well, let me see here. Now, please keep in mind, I have nothing in front of me. I've been working on pictures all day. Okay. So. So okay, Okay. I'm sorry.
0: I was gonna. So it's a thousand to win. Mm
1: -hmm. And if you're a woman,
0: if you're the first woman to win an A feature, you get an extra thousand and then and an extra
1: 50 also.
0: right and then there's some people that put up some other money like if you're the the first galesburg driver you know the the person that is in the lead from galesburg i think galesburg put up some money and and so there was a lot of interest from galesburg speedway kalamazoo speedway i know put some money in and then some of um other race teams and what put some money in so it wasn't just uh, an easy thing to do. There was a lot of coordinating, I think, for all of that.
1: Mm-hmm. that. Yes, sure. It's to see the support that you know the racing teams and the other tracks and everything have given to help make this race even better is, is great. Yeah,
0: yeah,' it's, it's going to be a fun night, so it may be a little cool. Bring your sweatshirts, bring your blankets. But um, oh my gosh, I can't wait! I'm I'm ready for some some good racing to start. So, um, and then Can we, we share... go to Berlin the next night. So, do you are you able to share anything about what'll be happening at Berlin then on Saturday night?
1: Um, I believe it's going to be the same format as we're running at Kalamazoo. I don't think there's going to be any huge changes there. Um... And then, what other kind
0: of races will be running at Berlin that night? I believe they have
1: the super late models. Let's see if I can
0: quick peek okay. here. Sorry, um, Jessica, I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, so
1: no, that's okay. I'm just completely all over the place today trying to get so many things going. That's one thing with being a photographer, my, my husband does shoot with me and we have one other photographer and all three of us were at the track this weekend, so I have a a lot of photo- or a lot of pictures to go through. Oh, I'm sure. My main focus. So um, this weekend. Go ahead. This weekend at Berlin, it is the super late models, the super stocks, sportsmen. Obviously, us, um, the Midwest compacts, and then our mini ledges will be coming out, and it will be their first time this season coming out. They didn't race this past Saturday. You know, it looks like it's also dollar beer and dollar hot dog night. So. Oh,
0: nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So bring the family and feed them at the track. That's about as cheap as you can get: dollar hot dog and dollar, you know, beer for dad and a soda for the kids. But that's a that's a great place to take your family. I I wish I could get through to more people the the fun of taking your family to the racetrack. Um, it's way cheaper than going to the movie, and you're outside and enjoying. Being outside and there's just nothing like the being at a racetrack and watching a race. So I guess our our goals, all of us that go all the time, should be to uh, invite every week somebody new to come to the racetrack. I That's got to be part of it.
1: <laughs> Especially getting those kids out there and seeing like our our mini wagers. They're just little kids, mean, they're you know. They, they have to stop racing at 14, the mini-wedges, and then at 14 they can start racing the four-cylinders. But, you know, so many kids, I hear them just, you know, cheering and going crazy for the kids that are their age and they're race car drivers. It's so neat.
0: Yeah, a lot of I haven't their, seen them race, but I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun to see those kids. You know, my granddaughter's raced quarter midgets, so I've seen little tiny kids racing but uh it's different when it's on that big track, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. So Jessica, with you were a city girl, I I heard you say. So how did you get started loving racing?
1: Um, it's been something that's been in my family for a long time. Um, my grandfather um owned a car with my great uncle for the speed or at the speedrome and then when I was younger my uncle used to race. He raised mini champs and then he raised sportsmen um at Berlin and um, the mini champs were at Berlin and at Kalamazoo. So kinda grew up watching him. He took a few years off and then when I was fourteen or so he got back into it and introduced us to other families, uh, from the up and the frickies and just kinda became really close with them and as I got older, I started helping out more and doing more things and taking pictures, and um, I helped for a few years with George Keene with the racing show, and of course was behind the scenes with that, and did whatever I could to help from getting drivers to come on or answering the phone for contests, whatever you needed me to do, um, but just tried to stay part of it. It's something that I have a huge passion for racing, and it's one of my favorite things, and to get to do the things that I do now is just amazing to think about. Like if I could tell my teenage self, hey, guess what? You're going to be a photographer at a Berlin Raceway. When you get older, I probably never would have believed it. Mm-hmm. But as I, yeah. my parents um, ended up splitting up, it just kind of became my mom and my thing to go to the races and, and watch them, and that's always a lot of fun.
0: So you know- you know it's interesting how life gives us turns and ups and downs that we don't expect, and then, as we look back, it's like, "Oh, this happened so that now I can do this. This prepared me for that and and so it sounds like when you were taking pictures as a kid, it's now prepared you for um being the photographer at the racetrack so that's that's pretty cool um. So what what do you enjoy most about racing? I know you enjoy taking the pictures, but what is it about being at the racetrack or watching the races that you enjoy the most?
1: I of course love racing I and mean, any kind of race cars except for sprint cars. I have a huge fear of sprint cars, but i I think the biggest thing for me though is just the racing community itself. There's nothing that will give me goosebumps more than to see a car have a problem at the track or on the track and pull into the pits, and people from all different places come to help. And it's just amazing. It's such a supportive community. I mean, whether it's at the track or off the track, there's been so many different fundraisers I've gone to to help out fellow racers or people who are part of the community. It's just amazing to me. And it doesn't matter if it's Berlin or Thunderbird or Winston or, you know, people will help out if they can, no matter where they're from. It's just amazing. Right.
0: It is amazing. That's one of the things that I really um, noticed as I got involved more in the activities at the track, not just as a fan. And when you get to know the people there, they are like your second family, and. You know, most of us would do just about anything we could for any of those people if they needed us. And yet, when you get on the racetrack, you know, it's a different story. It's, uh, it's all about competition. But when you get off, most of the time, you know, there's are still friends and, and everybody's there to have a good time. So um, I have a question from one of our listeners. They said, um, ask you, what are you doing on Saturday at Berlin? Oh,
1: <laughs> I will be making my announcing debut. <laughs> oh, and
0: that's interesting. Well, tell me about that.
1: I That is something when I was um, going to college, my plan was to major in communications and minor in photography, something I've always wanted to do. And um, this kind of the opportunity came up where we needed somebody to announce with Drew, and I said that I was going to do it. Yes. Good for I, you. I, I so think Shy
0: Jessica is coming out of her out of her shell, as we all suggested at the beginning of this I think radio show season. And uh she's turning into a beautiful butterfly, is that right? I hope so. <laughs> I, I think so. So that's think, that's pretty know. exciting. So what do you have to do to prepare? To be an announcer, I mean, do you are you studying the cars and the numbers and how to pronounce the names, or are you just going to wing it?
1: Um, I am not a really good wing it type person, <laughs> so <laughs> I have been studying. I've been, um, I was so lucky to know so many different announcers and radio personalities and stuff, so I've been asking everybody for advice and you know just to see what what they can tell me. Um, I've been watching videos, our YouTubes from Berlin, listening to our announcers, and when we're down in the pits, we really can't hear too much, so when I go to Kalamazoo, I hear Jason Seltzer a lot, because a lot of times when I go there, I go there as a fan, not as a worker bee, much Mm -hmm. to what he's dismay, but, um, so I've been just kind of trying to, you know, I've grown up listening to Norman Gelsma and Drolma and you know, all these different people thinking about how, you know, they create the excitement that they do and hopefully I will be able to do that. Everybody thinks that this is really outside of my comfort zone, which it is, but I'm excited for this opportunity. I think it's gonna be really good. I have been reading the list of drivers to my dogs and they're pretty impressed.
0: They said I sound pretty <laughs> I good, bet they so. are <laughs> That's great! I'm so excited. I'm I'm gonna be. That's a, probably the thing I'm gonna be excited the most about is to hear you do that. That sounds like so much fun. I I think when Drew and Woody suggested I start interviewing someone on their radio show and then they suggested I have a show, I told them they they unleashed the beast because I'm enjoying it and it reminds me so much of my newspaper days because. Years ago, I won't say how many. I owned a weekly newspaper, and it's the same thing. You're asking questions of people. It's just that I don't have to write the story; they tell me the answers. And um, it's one of those things, Jessica, that sometimes you wonder why you were in the situation, and then later um, it goes to, comes back to help you in something else. So that that's awesome. I'm glad you're stepping out because I, you have a lot to offer. You're very talented. And I know you have a lot of passion for racing. So being up there where it's going to be warm, up in the tower, right? Um, Yeah. Good job, Jessica. (laughs) That's awesome. So tell me this. I know several photographers, and and there are women photographers in racing, but it's, again, fewer than the men. So tell me what do you think about women Girls being involved in motorsports, whether as a driver, a photographer, an announcer, a promoter, how do you feel? You know, is that a good thing? Do you what do you, What do you think about
1: that? I love it. I think it's amazing. I mean, it was such a rare thing to see a female race car driver when I was younger. It. You know, now it it seems so much more commonplace, which is great. And to see, you know, I I don't, one of my best friends is a race car driver, and to see when she straps into that car, she's treated as one of the guys, I would say, 95% of the time. And there's, you know, of course still a couple drivers that might not be quite as nice or, you know, do things quite the Way they should have because she's a female but it's getting to be so much more common for females to be around motorsports and a lot more accepted I think photography wise we see things differently just you know I can see between my pictures and my husband's pictures where you'll see I take more pictures of the people and their emotions and Not just the cars, where he's all about the mechanics of the cars and, Mm -hmm. you know, loves to see the people working on the cars or, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I think it just brings the whole different aspect to motorsports. And I'm happy to see that that division between male and female is slowly going away.
0: Yeah. The women that I've interviewed. Both for the magazine that I put out and the radio show, almost all of them have told me that maybe the first night or two when they were there, you know, they got some looks, not because they were a woman, but because, you know, maybe they were younger and the guys were looking at them like, oh, she's only 17, 15, and she thinks she can drive a car. And then after a couple of weeks and she's on the track and she's winning a heat race or doing whatever. The respect is there. So then, I think they forget really that she's a girl or a woman, and they just treat her like another competitor. And to me, that's the ultimate compliment to a woman or a girl in a ra- at a racetrack, is Absolutely. if they treat her yeah. like one of the guys. Yeah.
1: One of your interviews, um, I I wish I could remember who it was with, but they said, you know, we're friends and. You know everything, and then that helmet goes on, and we're all the same.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've act- I actually think I've had more than one say that because they just, to me, that's great. Um, you know, I my granddaughter, as you know, races, and I know that her dad was telling me that um, the same thing happened to her at Galesburg last year that she got out on the track, and yeah, the first you know few races, whatever, she spun out a few times. Um, she was brand new to that going from quarter midget. And then as the season wore on and she became competitive, then the guys treated her differently. And they were, you know, they just treated her like one of the guys. So uh, that, to me that's that's the best thing. I don't want them to be treated special, and I don't want them to be treated badly. They just need to be treated the same. And in response about your your pictures you take, as a former newspaper person, I love the pictures of the emotions. So when I used to take pictures of basketball games, it wasn't always about the kid making the shot. It was about the mother in the stands or the cheerleaders or the whatever, you know. And I know you do that a lot with your pictures. You have a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes pictures, I guess, Um And I think people probably really really resonate with those, do you think?
1: I do. I see that a lot where, you know, the majority of the shots that I sell aren't people in Victory Lane. It's them in the pits with their friends laughing or working on the car together, you know, these different things. And, you know, our photographers at Berlin have always done a great job, but that's something that I wish I had when my uncle worked year when he was racing, my dad used Mm -hmm. to help him and my dad is not a racing fan whatsoever at all. He doesn't quite understand what I do or why I do it but for me to be able to have pictures of him helping my uncle in the pits would have made my day. Like That would have been amazing and that's one thing that I really try and get is is those memories especially now that Berlin lets the younger kids in so you see like our mini-watches Um, The Davis family is a really good example. You know, it's different generations that are all racing, and their cars are all done the same. And, I mean, it's so neat to see that this is their family thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have dad and grandpa and grandson all together, it's pretty cool. And they're not the only family. There's a couple different families that are like that, and their little mini wedges look like the bigger cars, and it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's It's very cool because somebody is trying to call me on my cell phone. Sorry. It is cool because it's like generation passes to generation passes to generation, and when grandpa's too old or whatever, to help on the car, he's still in the stands. And then it's, you know, the son and the son and maybe another generation. And maybe there's a girl in there, you know, that's that's part of that. I've, I would say every one of my interviews, when I've asked them, how did they get started in racing, it all goes back to my dad raced, my uncle raced, my mom raced. Somebody in their family got them interested and has carried it on to the next generation. So you said your dad doesn't really get it, but what do what do your friends think or your friends and your family think about that you're so involved in the racing community and and that's
1: what you do? Um, my mom loved it. She was definitely my biggest fan. She unfortunately passed away unexpectedly in 2016, but I wish so much she could see Where I am now And the things that I've gotten to do The opportunities that I've had The people that I've had the opportunity to work with There's one specific family That I'm not going to say Because I used to boo the dad all the time When I was a teenager And then (laughs) I actually love this family Now it's so funny Um, That was one of her favorite things Was to hear about Everything going on And um, my Friends I pretty much only have one friend that's not into racing, and it just just happens like that. She's been one of my best friends since sixth grade, so she always jokes once racing season starts, she becomes a racing widow. hmm <laughs> <laughs> not around anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Rather how for- many years have you been the photographer at Berlin?
1: Um, I've been a photographer there for, I believe, Six or seven years now Okay so it, kinda, it started out I had um, left racing for a little while And when I came back Billy Upink was there um, He's the number eight modified out at Berlin And I asked him if I could come out And take some pictures And then he asked me to do autograph cards And then he introduced me to Tim Horvath And, and Tim kind of took me, took me under his wing And it's just kind of Definitely snowballed into a giant snowball since then.
0: Yeah, one that's the word of mouth marketing is is the best. Oh, call Jessica, she did this for me, and that's that's usually how it goes. So, can you think of of you know I know you've you've taken thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures. Is there any moment that you caught with your camera that you can specifically say that I'm so glad I caught that moment or that's my favorite all-time picture, or maybe there's a couple of them.
1: There's a lot. As I build sponsor pictures for drivers at the end of season, I have the opportunity to go through, like, all of our files over and over and over again. And there's just so many that I love and I'm so proud of us for getting. Um, I think it's easier to answer about the one that got away (laughs) Okay, <laughs> I'm still kicking myself for, um and this is when we just had started taking pictures. I don't even think the track was asking for our pictures yet at that point, but one of our sportsman drivers, Brian Tomey, spun out right in front of me, and his car came to a stop directly in front of me, and he nose for me it was probably about ten feet, and he looked me right in the eye and held his hands up in a kind of a why. I yeah. Motion, and I went to take the picture, and my card was full.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see why I, that one has stayed with you. Yeah.
1: Every time I see him, and he's one of our HD uh, cars, and I just cringe inside. And we made sure that will never ever happen again. But yeah, it's a learning experience. We're still learning even now today doing what we do. Yeah.
0: Well, and things change you know every year things are different social media is different cameras are different every everything's it's it's never going to be repeated just the same so you you have to be ready for all those moments and that's the thing you know um when um Woody took pictures at Galesburg he's the photographer there and you know that's where my granddaughter raised so I had the ability to see all those photos and I put them in a photo album for her last year, the first part of the season, her birthday's July in July, and I put all those photos in a book for her and it was the best birthday present she got. So oh, then God. at Christmas I I did the rest of them. Had it not been for Woody being at the track, we wouldn't have had those memories and those moments captured. So, you know, I hope people realize the sacrifice and the time and energy that photographers at their tracks take to get those special shots and you know they need to um, patronize the photographers or you're not going to keep coming back I mean you will because you're a race fan but you know what I mean it's you can't do it for free forever and, and I just encourage people to you know support your photographer at your track um, or you won't have those moments captured and they're they you think they're good on your phone until you pre- compare them to the photographer's pictures and the phone pictures just don't cut it. So, hopefully the people at Berlin are are good about supporting you and keeping you out there and keeping you enthused about about racing. So, um Jessica, is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you would like to share with me either about yourself, your business, or um Anything that you're involved in with racing?
1: I'm not sure that there is. We've talked about so many different things. Um, We have. Going back to what you just said, Bill, about the photography, I, I do want to encourage people because I see so many people who use, you know, they'll take a screenshot of a picture and it's their lock screen or their home screen on their phone or on their computer, things like that. You know, people need to remember to print those pictures too. That's the biggest thing. You know we're very involved with the Speedrum Historical Society and usually once a year they'll have an event and bring out all these photo albums. of so I mean, there's probably twenty five photo albums just packed full of pictures and it's the neatest thing to see. And that's something that we need to preserve that history. We can't always depend on technology and we're kind of a society that's gone to that. So to mm-hmm. me, it's, it's really important. Print those pictures, display them, put them in, in a scrapbook, um, you know, whatever you can do just make sure that you always have those and they're not just attached to technology.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, back yeah. in the day before all of you youngsters were born, we didn't have a choice. You know, we they they either laid in the roll of film, but it's so easy now to snap a picture and see it right away that we get complacent about it and we forget that something could happen and we could lose all those pictures, even if they're in the cloud or wherever they are, so it is important. And, you know, part of that, I, I'm going to throw something about send-out cards in here, Jessica, because that's what I do. I put those pictures on a card and send to people, and there's a lot of drivers that I have won races. I, I'll never forget Jeff Gannis won a, a big race. I can't remember how much money it was, but it was a lot. And I found the cutest card that had dollar signs all over the front of it. And I sent him a card with some brownies and just said, hey, you know, glad to see a familiar name when these races. And he posted it on Facebook. He told me the next time, like the next two or three times I saw him, hey, Melinda, that that card is still you know, hanging up where I can see it. So it's because Mm -hmm. that picture was on it, and it was printed. That's what it was. It wasn't the card. So,
1: Well, the fact that you took the time to do that, I mean, that's not something that everybody thinks to do, and I think that's really special that you do do that. I mean, for me and our company, it's all about the memories. You know, we want to help people preserve those memories, That's, you know, when I'm taking pictures, I'm not just taking pictures of beautiful cars or, you know, somebody winning a race and helping them preserve the memories. This is 2018. This is what our car looked like. This is who our crew was. You know, all those different things. and It's so important to keep those where you can see them.
0: Yeah, it really is. So hopefully everybody that's listening gets the fact that it's more than just about the trophy or winning the race. It's about spending time with your family and friends doing something you love. It's about making memories with them and preserving them. And if we can't do that, then we shouldn't even be racing because really that's what it's all about. It's not about the trophy. and It's sure not about the money because most of the time, I don't care if you win week after week, it doesn't begin to pay you back for what you've got invested. So, um, yeah, Jessica, I really appreciate you being on the radio show tonight I I have to let the listeners know that the young woman that we had scheduled originally wasn't able to join us and at the very last minute Jessica stepped in uh, for her and Jessica you would have thought we had this all planned because you you gave me a great interview I really appreciate all that you shared about what you're doing and and why it's important to you, and that's what we're doing on the radio show. Is we want to tell why women are involved in motorsports, and that we have just as much passion as the guys, and we're we're right along with them, shoulder to shoulder. So, thank you for being on with me tonight. I really, really appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. Hey, Melinda. Thank you for having me. Yes, there's a Drew. Oh no. Yes, I want to say a big thank you to Jessica for everything she does for us, and uh, she, uh not only taking time away from uh,
1: editing her photos, which uh, is certainly a lot of work. I, I don't do it, but I can imagine the pain points that go through, but she's also going to be joining you
0: and the show later on tonight, and she is going to be her first time ever as the lead interviewer with one of our special guests later on tonight, so... Oh, Jessica, awesome. Well, I'm glad I'm going to be part of that. I can't wait to hear it. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) You are really stepping out of your comfort zone. When I first knew you, you would hardly say hello to me. You were so shy. And now look at you. So um, I'm proud of you, girl. I'm proud of all the things that you're doing. And and just stepping out of that comfort zone, that's awesome. So I, I appreciate that. I'm going to let you take a little break before the next show and, I'll finish up here and then I'll I'll see you at eight o'clock. All
1: right, sounds great, Melinda. Thank right. you so Thanks, much, Jessica. You're so amazing. All right. Okay. So, so that
0: was Jessica. She is the photographer at Berlin. She works with the Midwest Compact Touring Series. Um, she does it all, and now she's going to be an announcer and an, an interviewer on the radio show. So, I think if we'd have told her two or three months ago she was going to be doing this. She would have said, oh, no, no way am I going to do that, but she did. So um, thank you, everyone, for listening in tonight. I appreciate you being um, on the show with us. This radio show is sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association. You can find out more about us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association. Our website is iwmanation.com. Uh, get on there, join, become a member with us, and help us connect and celebrate women. We're also sponsored by Send Out Cards. That is a great way for tracks, team owners, and drivers to say thank you in a very nice way to their to their owners, to their teams, to their marketing partners. Um, tracks use it to say congratulations to the drivers that win it really can make a difference in building relationships with those drivers. So if you're interested in knowing more about how you can do that, just uh, get on Facebook. Find me, Melinda Russell, and I can help share that with you as well. So thank you for listening tonight. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back at 8 o'clock with the Midwest Compact Turing Series show. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week.